You're listening to a Countout Podcast. everybody, welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Maggie Manfredi, and joining me, as always, is Zach, tour of the islands, Batista. Zach, how you doing, my friend? I am doing pretty good. Today wasn't too hot, somehow. Don't know Today how. W- oh, I thought you meant, like, it wasn't too hot, as in it was, like, bad for you, and I was like, oh, what happened, bud? But then I realized it's, it's because it's actually, like... You were talking weather-wise. Yes, this is what I like to call reasonably hot out, a.k.a., you know, 75 to 80. Yeah, you, like, you get... like, like okay, summer's here, not like, yeah. not like, uh, Texas desert heat. Yeah, not like I'm walking outside and the sun is bullying me for my lunch money while I'm trying to just go about my day. Yeah, right. Like, stop, like, like, hey, hey, stay inside. Hey, get it. What are you doing out here? This is my <laughs> turf. Uh, and then it's humid and it's just like, hey, you want to run? Yeah, fuck you. Choke on your breath. <laughs> I'm just like, bro. I just want to get my exercise in. I'll be inside in a moment. Fuck me. I just want to. I just. I just want some uh, vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Come or on. the water if be I go to homie. the beach. Yeah, just be a homie <laughs> for like two Perfect. seconds. Just stop. And and today I think it is a homie because, like you said, it's not that bad out. Yeah, it's nice out today. Speaking of good. nice, we had a pretty nice week of wrestling this week. <laughs> Great transition. <laughs> yeah, going off of last week's episode where we were marred with audio issues. Uh, yeah. At certain points. Uh, this week, we had no audio issues. You know. We had some great... Uh, this week, it was just full of great wrestling, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why don't we talk about it? We picked our order here, and we got... Uh, before we before we get into the matches, why don't we tell everybody what matches we brought to the table this week? This is Zach. I picked the majority of the matches this week. So... Uh, I am going to go into what I brought to the table. I brought to the table Gigi Ray versus Danny B from Vixen's Wrestling Revolution. And I brought to the table Dragon Lee versus Jeff Cobb from Ring of Honor. Which we had a fun discussion about a little a little before we started recording. Uh, since, a, since Tony Big Old TK bought uh, Ring of Honor, are we is that going to be up for grabs anymore in terms of indie wrestling? Mm-hmm. Personally, I, I'd say no, only because AEW owns it now, mm-hmm. and the description he has described it as is it will be AEW's NXT. So okay. I'm, I think no, but who maybe others have differing opinions on it though. Maybe, maybe. I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that, and uh, we'll call it as we'll call it as the days go by. Um, as the days actually, go by. <laughs> Actually, uh, on our Twitter, uh, feel free to leave a comment on this topic if you feel so inclined to. Yeah, yeah. Add us on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Should we keep doing? Ring- should we keep involving Ring of Honor uh, 
in terms of our our podcast and keep calling it indie, indie wrestling, mm-hmm. even though it is owned by AEW now. Yeah. Though I will say there is one Ring of Honor match we ha- we will we are intending on reviewing at some point before we keep, we, stop. we 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 say it constantly that we're going to yeah. review it on this show, and, and we we I feel like I feel like we still got it no matter what we got it yeah. And Even though we it's think the, about we, it, as you if you if you're a listener of this show, uh, you know you know we've been talking about it constantly. It's the latter war. You know now I think about it that match Kevin is like Owens and El Generico ultra off. Like off the table now because Ring of Honor is owned by AEW and both <laughs> wrestlers involved are two WWE <laughs> wrestlers. WWE superstars, yeah. It's like that match is like banned. double double banned, yeah. <laughs> we'll say heck to the rules when we watch it. So. Uh, but yeah, I mean we we've done we've done r- matches with four with current WWE superstars before. Yeah. On this show, what in their indie days, right? Mm-hmm. We've done a couple. Yeah. So we'll be fine, I think. Anyway. That's not that's that's not for another little while. Why don't we talk about the matches we brought this week? Zach, I believe you wanted to start off with Danny B versus Gigi Ray from Vixen's Wrestling Revolution. What did you think about this one? Oh, this match was solid, actually. I agree. This was a pretty good one. I had, I had, um, I've had previously watched a match with, I believe it was Danny B. I think mm-hmm. if I recall correctly, I was I was high on Danny B because I think it was a trip threat match, and she did a good job of just being. And uh, an outside, like annoying pest of a heel. <laughs> Classic. And what I wasn't, what I was surprised to see was her getting out healed by Gigi Ray. Yes, this was this was interesting. I was definitely not expecting that. Yes. Yeah, so the context for you folks at home is that this match is a rubber match between these two. Danny got the first win outside of Vixens Wrestling, but when they came both came to Vixens, Gigi picked up the second win, but their first match at Vixens, basically. Mm-hmm. They also hate each other like absolutely despise each other honestly i would say this match is a heel versus heel match more than anything because these two just <laughs> definitely these two just yeah they, they give the impression love. that if you're on the other side of the ring they will beat your ass and will be disrespectful about it too no love lost between these two that's for sure yeah so that you can even see this because when they first lock up and drag each other around the ring like they refuse to separate it's like two like bucks <sighs> locking horns and they're like fuck you fuck you fuck you. Going back and, forth. <laughs> and then finally when they like get forced to separate in the corner uh Gigi gets a cheap slap across the face which infuriates danny and she tries to get up in Gigi's face but the ref for some reason blocks her i don't know why the ref blocked her here i wish i knew i don't know logically why but anyway the ref the ref blocks her so Gigi, uh she What's the word I'm thinking of? She reaches into her like top and pulls out a wad of money, and she throws it into Danny's face. And apparently, the wad of money was Canadian money. Yes, she's from. Oh my god, I'm not even gonna attempt to name the city because I know I'll offend some Canadian out there. First what? guess, I'll say Alberta, but I feel like I'm wrong entirely. No, it's Alberta. Wow, I'm actually surprised I got that right. Yeah. Anywho, this pisses her off. Uh, when the what, money goes, her what face. do you wait? Why do you think that's wrong? Uh, it's more so I don't want to get the city wrong. That's fair, but like, what what else would it be? Like, what would the other pronunciation of it be? Oh no, it's not the pronunciation; it's the actual city. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yes, I, you know, gotcha, yeah. Gotcha, I, gotcha. From what I, I, I thought I thought you were like doing the thing where you're like, I don't know if I'm, I don't want to offend any Canadians because I don't know if I'm pronouncing yeah, this no, right. No, it's Alberta, just... like, yeah. <laughs> God forbid they're from like Ontario or yeah. something like that, and I fucked that up or something like that. But yeah, mm, gotcha. Anywho. 
The wad of money is thrown in Danny's face. Danny is distracted by this because the audacity of this bitch to throw money at her. Yeah, also, it wasn't just, it was, it was, it wasn't a Canadian money. Yes, 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 yes. It was Canadian money because the guy, the commentary made the joke about Canadian money looks like Monopoly money. <laughs> I mean, it does. <laughs> so, after this happens, uh, Gigi gets in a load of consecutive forums to Danny's face, and even though Danny does try to fight back with a couple strikes of her own, Gigi gets control back again by beating her down before throwing her into the corner. She goes for a running strike here, though. Danny throws her overhead onto the apron. Back elbows her in the face and then drop kicks her off the apron to the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, mercilessly, Danny immediately runs the ropes and suicide dives to the outside and knocks her down, followed by hitting some hard hitting chops to the chest of Gigi before slamming her into the steps. Yeah, Clover, it, it had a it had a feeling where it felt like um, B B had a had a nice little burst of momentum in the beginning here. Yeah. Uh, however, when she throws Gigi into the ring, Gigi does the classic heel maneuver of sliding back out of the ring to run away. Yeah. So Danny gets up on the apron and tries to cut her off with a punt kick, but Gigi catches it, throws it back into her, which sends her crashing face first into the apron. Yes. She then pummels Danny on the apron with a flurry of blows before rolling Danny back into the ring. She then pulls out more cash from her top and disrespectfully just kind of like makes it rain on Danny's body before standing elbow dropping her in the chest. How much money do you have in there? Uh, she is rich as fuck. She came to the ring with like some bougie ass bag and like a diamond necklace. So I wouldn't be surprised if she's just got like a casual couple hundred in on her person all the time. Actually, we'll get back to that later. Yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, yes. So, after that, uh, that standing elbow drop, she hits a couple more judo throws on Danny, goes for running forearm, but Danny moves out of the way. She then gets behind Gigi, tries to waist lock her, but Gigi gets out of this by sprinting towards the corner and kind of ducking her head so she's between the top and middle turnbuckle. So, Danny ends up just getting rammed face first into the top turnbuckle. Looked mm-hmm. nasty as fuck, and the crowd sold it really well. Yeah, it looked, it looked brutal. Uh, and now, as a result of this, Danny ends up being in the corner. So D- Gigi throws her to the opposite corner, hits her with a running form to the face, and then suplexes her, suplexes her out of it to the center of the ring. At which point, Gigi's now got Danny on the ropes, both figuratively and literally, as she proceeds to chop the hell out of Danny's chest. Even though Danny does try to kick her in the head, Gigi ducks it, grabs her by the back of the head, and then hits her with a sit-out face, uh, reverse face buster, basically. Which was dope-looking also. I wasn't expecting to see that. It's not a move you see uh, much these days. No, it is not. Unfortunately, uh, let's see. Um, After Danny kicks out of this, Gigi looks livid and takes his anger out on Danny by beating her in the corner before slamming her face first into the turnbuckles just over and over again. Mm-hmm. However, this is stopped when Danny hits a gunshot of a back elbow to her face. And this is followed by a, a boot to the gut and a neckbreaker. Unfortunately, though, she goes for running senton after this, and Gigi rolls out of the way. And then as Danny is sitting up in absolute pain, she gets running forearmed to the face. Uh, but this doesn't get Gigi the win, and this pisses her off. So she power slams Danny near the corner and climbs to the top rope. And here is where there's the pretty much the only visible botch, kind of. She goes for what I assume was supposed to be a moonsault, but she kind of messes up the rotation. So while she does moonsault onto Danny, it didn't look as clean as it could have, basically. Yeah, she did a moonsault onto Danny, and um, Danny got the legs up. So I guess you could say she did a, uh, a moonsault into B's knees. 
Oh my god. How long did you have that set? Oh, god. as soon as I saw that spot, it was like, got oh. it. As soon as I saw that spot, I was sitting on that joke. I was like, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot believe you just did that. Oh my so after she hits the bee's knees, <laughs> uh, Danny takes advantage of this by hitting her with a clothesline as Gigi is gasping for air on the uh, as she's getting up. Mm-hmm. She then boots her in the gut again, kicks her in the chest, then hits her with a backdrop suplex, and it's capped off by her driving through Gigi's face with a running knee to the side of her head. But Gigi kicks out of this. So Danny, uh, for this point I believe, is livid, and she nearly gets rolled up by Gigi here somehow. Mm-hmm. But after kicking out, she nails with a running forearm to the face. As a result, they go back and forth trading strikes until Gigi misses a spinning backhand and a clothesline, which Danny responds to with a cutter out of nowhere. That spinning backhand? She was swinging for the fences. Oh, yeah, she was. That gave me some, like, Eddie Kingston, uh, Urican fucking spinning backhand, where I was like, that's just a fucking backhand to the side of your jaw. (laughs) Yeah, she was swinging for the fences there. She really put her all of her oomph into that one. And she was, I, I could I, I I like to imagine the spot was like I'm gonna spin as hard as I can. You better duck, otherwise you're gonna otherwise you're just gonna get rocked. Yeah, yeah. Danny's like, okay, I got this. Anywho, <laughs> after that cutter out of nowhere, which if I recall correctly, Gigi sold quite well and it looked good too. She kicks out of it, and Danny looks like she's about to literally tear her hair out in frustration. And as, in this frustrated state, she charges at Gigi, but Gigi grabs her and throws her. Fr- throat first into the middle rope and then as she's laying here she follows this up with a european uppercut to danny's back as she's laying there she then heads out onto the apron and goes for her purse to find the diamond chain that i told you about before necklace that she had worn to the ring Mm -hmm. and she wraps it around her hand except the ref is right there so she's like no no give me the chain and she takes no 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 cheating here but then she's like Shit, where do I put the fucking chain? Who do I throw this to? Yeah, she's like she's like calling people over, like, hey, someone come take this. I'm in the middle of ref in here. She turns her back to them, and Gigi knees Danny in the side of the face. And then she goes under the ring, and I'm like, oh, what is she going to get here? And she slams a bag full of coins into Danny's head. She just rips out. She It looks like, it looks like, uh, like one of those bags like a bank robber has in like a cartoon. Yeah. Like... Oh. <laughs> She fucking. Well, like in the big dot, it has a, I think it even had a dollar sign on it. It probably did. I wouldn't be surprised if it did. And she, as similar to the backhand, she swings for the fucking fences here. Like this is, like, you can hear the coins hit Danny in the head. Yeah. And I'm like, you just have a bag of coins. You just have like a cartoon, like a like a comedic like bag of money, like evil villain style bag of money. Mm-hmm. Speaking of evil villain style, I love how usually when this happens, the heels immediately throws the thing away. But no, she gloats with this bag of money, a.k.a. the smoking gun to her crime, as that, Danny uh, is just fucking stunned in the ring, like, what the fuck just hit me? Imagine if the ref turned around. Oh, it would have been hilarious. At that exact moment while she was gloating with the bag. Mm. But sadly for Danny, the ref doesn't turn around in time. She throws the bag under the ring, goes to the top rope, hits Danny with the blockbuster, gets the win. Yeah. The crowd was... Not happy, or some people were happy. I remember this crowd was 50-50. Half was for Danny and half was for Gigi. Yeah, it felt like kind of like one of those, uh, the both these guys crowd, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought this match was quite good. I thought they had good, solid wrestling outside of the moonsault, which, well, that's fine. She still hit her knees. That was whatever. Yeah. Character work between these two was good, especially Gigi. Gigi did a really good job of playing, like, the stuck-up rich wrestler, uh, 
type of character. I mean, yeah, she won. She won by hitting her opponent in the head with a bag of money. Like <laughs> the bag of money. That was that's a great touch, uh, especially the gloating. Because usually, like I said, heels just like are like, "Oh, let me hide the evidence." She's like, "Nah, fuck you guys. I got her. Fuck off." They say my money win. can't buy happiness, but it sure can beat your opponent down to death. <laughs> sure, it sure can wins. beat your opponent to death. <sighs> and I also like the fact that this match had a feel to the uh, the hate for these two had for each other. Definitely was felt throughout this match. Like as you could kind of tell as we were talking, it's a very back and forth match because these two were they were not there to make friends. That's for sure. Yeah, it was uh, very much go big or go home. Mm-hmm. Um. I was torn between a meh and a high meh, but I think I'm going to give this match a high meh. Okay. Simply off the fact that I thought these two's character work and selling, because these two, I didn't mention it as much as I probably should have, but the selling for these two is also really good. Yeah. They were doing a great job making each one of their moves look and feel effective, which I appreciate. Yeah, it was was a solid match all around. I think both both competitors did a decent job, and it, it showed off, and it was just, and like, Shut off what they could do, and I just thought it was all around a fun wrestling match with a, a, a kind of a funny ending. Yeah, I will say the ending, I'm not gonna lie, I feel like the ending might have pushed that to the high image because I'm like, just pull a sack of fucking coins. That's some shit you see in prison. It's like, what is that? That's a sock full of quarters. It's a sock full of quarters, yeah. It's like, immediately like, worry, like, oh god. It was just funny how it was just in the burlap sack. Like, it was literally mm-hmm. just like a cartoon robber. It was just so good. It's just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just got a good idea. I'll tell you after recording what I just got the <laughs> idea for. All right. Then why don't we move on to the next match on our list here? We got Dragon Lee versus Jeff Cobb from Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. What did we think about this one? Uh, I thought this match was everything I needed it to be. This match was excellent. Yes. Um. So the slight context I'll give the folks here is this match is basically one of those, like, this is so weird because this is like a gimmick they had back in WWE to about voting mm-hmm. with a fit. The fans vote the opponent for Dragon Lee here. Cyber Sunday. Yeah, literally. I was like, holy shit, Cyber uh, Sunday. They need to bring... I'm, I'm going to keep saying it. They need to bring back Cyber Sunday. I'll be honest. Back when they did it, it was back when, like, if I recall correctly, like, cell phones and the internet were, like, just starting to kind of get somewhere. But now this day, that'd be a great fucking idea. Job. Exactly. Just like, idea. just, like, put up Twitter polls and shit. Like, you have, yeah. you have the resources now more than ever to pull off a successful cyber sunday you know what if we're gonna be honest here and this there's is- one thing that's gonna pull me back to watching wwe it's gonna be cyber sunday mm-hmm. though let's be honest if there's one group that would ever do that idea it would probably be AEW because i feel like vince mcmahon looks at the internet like it's a foreign <laughs> entity to him it's gonna be it's gonna be like like cyber saturday oh my god oh i do like something like oh, i was gonna say like web wednesday web wednesday <laughs> no that's just dynamite it's literally just dynamite <laughs> Oh, uh, man. It... <laughs> Anywho. The opponent's Twitter that... poll Thursday. Oh, my God. The opponent... Social that... Media Saturday! Oh, shit. <laughs> That's the new Cyber Sunday, Social Media Saturday. I'm fine with that name, actually. So, the matches... Uh, the opponents Dragon League could get were as follows. Kenny King, great match, probably. PJ Black, another great match. Eli Isom... Never heard of this guy. Mm-hmm. Might uh, probably a great match if he's also included with the winner of this poll. Obviously, Jeff Cobb. Yes, Jeff Cobb obviously won this poll, or else we wouldn't be telling you that was what the match was. And I was just like, I love when fans want to see the high flyer against the big beefy boy because it's always a fun match. Who does? It, it was. So 
immediately right off the bat here, Cobb shoves Lee into the corner. And the ref splits him apart, and he, uh, I don't know if you caught this, Mikey, but he actually did a taunt against, um, a Lee here for his group that he's in. Uh, he did the Los Inca... Inca I can't ever pronounce it. Nobles. Yeah, I can never pronounce it right, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I heard. I was like, damn, I didn't even think about the fist pose. I was like, alright, so Dragon's like, alright, let me waist lock the, at the Olympic medal wrestler, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, right. So Cobb is like, no, puts him in a wrist lock. And I was like, that was about as expected as I, ex- I thought that would be. Mm-hmm. Though, props to Lee. Using his, na- his natural, like, flexibility and athleticism, he flips his way out of Cobb's grip. Cobb does knock him down with the shoulder tackle when he gets out of the wrist lock, but Lee does roll out of the way, double stomps him, and then as he Cobb tries to, like, grab at him again, he rolls past him, and he does the classic Los Ingobernables pose of Tranquilo. On the ground, just sitting there on the ground, does a couple sit-ups, and Kyle's looking at him like, what the fuck? Just, huh? He just Mm -hmm. looks, like, perplexed of, like, this guy just rolled past me and is doing sit-ups in the ring. Yeah. Okay. And when Lee Lee gets back to his feet, finally, they lock hands again, and Cobb takes over and side-headlocks Lee, and he really locks this shit in. Like, so much so that we get this awesome spot here where... Cobb basically drags Lee around the ring head first by the shoulder, by the side headlock, which is a great spot. It's easy, and honestly, I wish more people did it. I agree. It's a nice little uh, take on the side headlock. It was dope, yeah. Eventually, Lee fights his way out of this hold, and he does Hurricane Run a Jeff to the outside. And using this momentum, he goes to suicide Jeff, but he gets caught and then suplexed onto the apron. And. <laughs> As he's sitting up, Jeff Cobb just barrels towards him and clotheslines him back to the apron. I was just like, fucking hell. <laughs> That's like a one-two fuck you punch right there. Yeah, sure was. Now in control, Jeff basically is just asserting his dominance. Tossing Lee around the ring, feeling him across the ring, locks him in a bear hug that he uh, breaks when he drops Lee rib first onto his knees. Fuck, sorry, there was a reply. <laughs> no worries. And uh, from here, Cobb goes for a suplex, but Lee wiggles out of this hold and goes for a German. That Cobb just stands there like, come on. No, you're not going to hit this. And he elbows Lee in the face. What he doesn't expect, though, is that after Lee lets go of this, as Cobb has got his back to him towards the ropes, Lee just shotgun drop kicks him to his back and almost knocks him over. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, fair play. So, Cobb... (laughs) Puts Lee in his place by just picking him up and just slamming him into the corner. Unfortunately for him, though, Lee dodges a running strike for him after this, and then he pieces him up with a jumping kick to the face that puts him onto the apron, a single leg drop kick over the top rope, and then several forms to the face, followed by a drop kick bomb as he's laying in the corner. The drop kick bomb was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now that Cobb is Cobb as a result rolls to the outside after going the tables literally got turned on him like he went from dominating this match to just be it on the defense so he goes yeah. to the outside and lee tries to hurricane to hurricane rana him but jeff catches him and tries to power bomb him into the ring except then lee flips backwards onto his feet and then knee strikes him in the face yeah that was sweet that was a sick spot and then he hits a Tope Con Hero on Cobb as he is reeling on the outside from this. Mm-hmm. 
Though, this takes a lot out of both of them, so they both slowly each get back into the ring, but Cobb is probably looking the worst out of these two. So, Lee then hits him with a painful-looking double stop from the top rope that Vicious. Cobb gets out of. That was rough. I was like, oh, he just stood right on your gut. I was like, oh, yeah, he I just He just landed directly on top of him. It's like, oh, <laughs> fucking hell. So, when Lee picks him up, Cobb punches him in the face, and Lee responds with several of his own strikes. But then, we have a lapse of judgment here from Lee. <laughs> yep. Because he's like, yeah, hit me again. And I'm just sitting there, and I, the commentator's like, like oh, no. I'm like, that's a bad <laughs> idea. And the commentators are like, did he just ask him to hit him again? And as they're asking this, Cobb just, like, Lee's like, bop, bop, two slaps. And Cobb's just one form, boom, <laughs> not, almost knocks him out. Like, Cobb just like, looks at him, like, really? And just whap. Commentary was literally me. They were like, that was a foolish mistake. I don't know what the hell he was thinking, telling Jeff Cobb to just have free reign and hit him in the face. Yeah. There's even, like, a single strike here where, like, he literally almost folds, like, an accordion for a moment there. Mm -hmm. But eventually, Lee super kicks Cobb in the face. And then Cobb's like, yeah, fuck you, I'll super kick you back. Mm -hmm. He then gets kneed in the face by Lee again. Before then swatting Lee out of, like, in midair, he swats him out of the sky with a running strike. Which was awesome. mm -hmm, Picks him up, hits him with an F5, followed by a standing moonsault because Jeff Cobb. However, can, can just do that. You can just do this. It was it was a very it wasn't it was a very smooth looking standing moonsault too. It, it looked was fucking too. immaculate. It was chef's kiss. So Lee, as a result, crawls out onto the apron near the corner. So Cobb walks over to Lee, climbs up to the second rope of the corner, and tries to suplex him, like basically just lift him up off the apron into the ring. Mm-hmm. But valiantly, Lee is able to force Cobb to stop by hitting him several times before taking out both of his legs, climbing to the top rope as he's kind of stuck sitting on the second rope. And then Lee hits a big double stomp to his chest. He then hits Cobb with another knee to the face, but Cobb kicks out and then responds to this when Lee picks him up with a headbutt. Mm-hmm. He then goes for a running strike, but Lee counters it by sidestepping him and then snap germaning him into the bat. And as Cobb is on his knees woozy from this, Lee hits him with another knee to the face, followed by a poison Rana, and then another knee to the face. Yet, Cobb doesn't go down. Mm-mm. Doesn't stay down. So on his but... next knee strike attempt, he actually takes down his knee pad. So it's mm-hmm. just the exposed knee, and Cobb actually dodges it this time. And Cobb, then... Cobb does, like, the, huh, and, like, moves to the side a little yeah. bit. And Lee tries to turn into, like, a Cazador, like, a wheelbarrow position, but Cobb grabs him in midair and plants him with an absolutely destructive German suplex. Mm-hmm. When Cobb dodged that knee, it, it reminded me of a scene from the first Spider-Man movie where, like, he was just figuring out his, about his powers, and he was, like, going, he was in the fight with Flash in the hallway, and he does the punch, <laughs> and he moves, and it's, like, in slow motion, and he's just, like... Yeah. He just, like, look, he, like, looks at the fist go past him in slow motion. Oh, my God. Good callback, good callback. <laughs> so, Jeff then goes for the kill here. He goes for the tour of the islands, but Lee actually counters it into a crucifix roll-up that gets him the win here. That was awesome. It's a great uh, counter. By the way, fun fact, all those running knees I said, that is, uh, that's one of Dragon Lee's finishers. Is it really? Yeah, the bicycle knee to the face. Interesting. And he this hit, like, man, 20 of them. <laughs> yeah, this man literally hit Cobb with, like, 20 of them throughout the match. Like, four, two of them back-to-back at the it's end. It's because he didn't pull the knee pad down. Uh, yeah. pulling, the, pulling the knee pad down, is like, it's like the last shot, right? Like, it doesn't count unless you pull the knee pad off. Yeah. 
then it's like, all right, well, you, if you survive this, then you're God. I got mm -hmm. nothing for you. Yeah. Man, it was a, this was a great match, honestly. I mean, some of the spots, in my opinion, looked a bit messier than I would have loved, but pretty much all of them hit on them all where they needed to. Yeah. Especially because like, this match had almost no story at all, besides the fact that this got voted in. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's kind of hard to build a story around a match where you don't know who the opponent's going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. So, I guess that makes sense. Well, no, you know, I thought this was a good match. I give this match a high meh. That sounds about right. I was happy with it. It was It's a spot match that fit the spots. Mm -hmm. what, 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 what can I say? Yeah, it was it, it it definitely hit all the marks of uh, a power versus speed match, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I like I like how Dragon Lee ended up countering the Tour of the Islands to win the match. I thought all in all, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Word. All right, let's move on to our last match of the week. Then we have, of course, two. Sorry, of course, the last match we listened to is the first. Uh, talk about is the first one I watched. Like back. <laughs> Last match we're talking about tonight is Hi Yan versus Promise Braxton from Reality of Wrestling in the finals of the Sherry Martel uh, tournament. Yeah, this match came from a recommendation, kinda. I'll uh, call from... it a recommendation. They, they, yeah, he recommended, we'll recommended. recommended to us on Twitter. Fair. Uh, from Follow us on Twitter at Indy Waters. <laughs> Not, subtle. Subtle. Nice. <laughs> It was. I can't keep. I hate that I keep on forgetting. It was Brian Keith. Yeah, it was Brian Keith, a one of Texas' more notable independent wrestlers these days. Mm hmm. On the independent wrestling scene, at least. Uh, after watching their previous tournament that he was in, he recommended us the Sherry Martel Classic. He said the whole night was great, so I was like, okay, I'll pick a match from here. I don't know what I'm going to pick. And everyone's like, the finish, though, on this, on the ending of the tournament. And I was like, well, I know what I'm picking now. Guess I'll watch that, then. So, for those of you that don't know, Sherry Martel is a legendary manager in the wrestling business. She has, re she has managed a who's who of top-tier wrestlers, from Ted DiBiase to Randy Savage to Shawn Michaels. The list goes on. She could make pretty much anyone look great when she was managing them. Yeah. So I was actually really pleased they had this tournament in her name, in her mm -hmm. honor, basically. The last bit of context you need for this match is that basically, Booker handpicked Promise Braxton to win the tournament. Yes. And Promise is most certainly the heel in this match. And 
And uh, Haiyan is... She actually earned her way into this match without any favoritism. <laughs> Granted, I don't know how the rest of Promises matches went, but Haiyan is the face of this match, and if you know anything about Haiyan, uh, she's a great wrestler, so I was quite happy to see her here as well. So the match actually begins in the middle of the announcer introducing each competitor. Because Haiyan gets announced, and she goes over to the second row, and she like start, poses to the crowd, and in mid her getting announced... Promise gets below her, gets her up onto her shoulders, and electric chairs her into the mat. Yup. Ruthless aggression. Repeated stiff chops across Hyan's chest and just beating her down as Hyan is just laying on the ropes. Hyan gets her first bit of offense in by arm dragging Promise to a corner, which gives her the time she needs to recover and then dodge a running strike from Promise as she tries to keep up the offense. Before moving to a, another corner. And there, she uses both her feet to push Promise away from her when she comes back at her. And then she wipes her out with a diving crossbody and an impactful standing drop kick to the face. With Promise out in the corner, Hyan mounts her and then does the classic 1, 2, 3, 4, all the way up to 10. She even gets like a couple like elbows to the top of her head, which I liked. However, when Hyan st- gets off and goes for a running strike, Promise ducks it and turns it into a... Turns a tilt-a-whirl attempt from Tyann into a tilt-a-whirl power slam for her. Mm-hmm. But Hyann still fights back, so frustrated by this, Promise continues to beat her down and suplexes her back to the mat. And when Hyann kicks out, she picks her up in like a cravat and just, it's brutal. She basically just repeatedly knees her in the face as she's got her head held in her arms. Mm-hmm. And then as Hyann is just a loopy from this, she snapmares her into the gr- onto the ground and then Punk kicks her like right between the shoulder blades. Once yeah. they each get back to their feet, though, after this, they start blasting each other with forearms to the face until Promise uh, gets the upper hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, she then tries to run the ropes, but Hyan cuts her off with a mean back elbow to the jaw. And now, you'd think at this point, oh, this is where Hyan's going to make her comeback, but no such thing happens, because as she's running the ropes, Promise ducks below the bottom, like, she slides beneath the bottom rope, grabs Hyan's ankle as she's sliding out and pulls it so Hyan just full on falls face first to the mat. Yeah. It feels Slam. it feels like Promise is really in control at the start of this one. Uh-huh. She it's she's as Hyan's getting up from this too, Promise gets onto the middle rope and springboards off it to knee Hyan in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Which looked awesome. And from here, Promise again retakes control, locks hand at the side headlock. The moment Hyan gets to her feet. She strikes her back to the floor, picks her up, hits her with a neckbreaker. But Hyan, despite this, Hyan being in the corner and getting beaten up by Promise, she's able to actually fight back into this match by basically grabbing Promise, sticking her in the corner. Tables have turned. Ha ha! Gets a couple of solid strikes in from here. The two take turns tossing each other into a corner. But when Promise does so to Hyan, Hyan hops onto the apron. Unfortunately for her, though. When she tries to slingshot herself back into the ring, Promise cuts her off with a roundhouse kick and then spikes her into the mat with a rope-assisted leg lock DDT. I love me the leg lock DDT. Not many people use it. I think the only person I can think of notably that does it is Effie because he does the over the rainbow Mm -hmm. from the corner. I wish more people did it. It's a little bit convoluted to get your legs around it, but when you can get it done, it's like, oof. It's still, yeah, it still looks sick when it does does uh, get done. Something with like the uh, the the uh, Hurricane Rana DDT. I love that move so much. Anywho, Hyan dies after this for a bit. <laughs> uh, she kicks out though and goes back to the apron. Except this time, as she's able to recover, she catches one of Promise's arm and she 
basically drags her out of the ring and locks her in an armbar as promises just kind of laid out like on the between like the apron and the floor and she's not in the ring so the ref doesn't have to break the hold so Hyane's got this in for quite a bit but promise to stop this on the outside by ramming her into the apron several times chucking her back into the ring she then mm-hmm. keeps elbowing the back of Hyane's head knocking her down picking her up Back up, elbows to the back of the head, just over and over and over again, like it's fucking Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Until eventually she sticks her in a camel clutch. However, with the crowd on her side, Hyen's able to stand up, break the hold by hitting Promise with a backpack stunner. And when Promise kicks out of this, Hyen snatches her in a rear naked choke. And once Promise stands up, Hyen converts the choke, the rear naked. Instead of just holding onto it, she grabs both of Promise's arms. And pulls them back behind her. So it's kind of like spread eagle. Into what I'm going to call here a full Nelson surfboard hold. This hold was so cool. It looks so painful too. Like I was like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, when, once she locked this in, I was I was like, this that that rules. It, was, it felt so unique. Like I've never seen a, mm-hmm. a hold like that before. Honestly, if a wrestler had that as like their finisher that they did every once in a blue moon, I wouldn't even question it. I'd be like, yeah, no, yeah, fuck that. I tap out immediately. Mm-hmm. Ugh. She looked painful, as I said. And eventually, High End decides, all right, this isn't going to get the win. So she lets go and tries to roll up uh, Promise. She kicks out, obviously. And as a follow-up, High End rides the momentum that she just had by bashing Promise with just consecutive forearms, a chop that knocks her to the floor, and then a lariat that just mows right through her. Yeah. Yeah, this is, I remember just being like, damn, prom- I ain't got some good fucking hits in here. She then lifts Promise up onto her shoulders in a fireman's carry, but her back gives out due to fatigue, I assume, from the tournament itself. Cause Probably, because I, I, I think they both have to wrestle like three matches. Yes, you are correct. So Promise throws her into the corner, but as Promise is walking towards her to beat her down, High End grabs her and hurls her face first into the turnbuckle, causing her to just crumple. Uh, she's laying in the bottom of the corner now, and Hyen gets up, runs the ropes, absolutely fucking slaughters her with a running knee to the face. Nearly mm-hmm. knocks Promise, like, out of the outside towards, um, on the outside where Booker T is. So she's, like, her foot is caught on the ropes, and she's, like, almost completely hanging out, like, upside down as Booker's just looking like, oh, God, my purse is gonna lose. She then, but she does get up onto the apron, and Hyen grabs her and goes for a suplex. And in the middle of her get doing this, like, she gets Promise up to, like, the apex of the suplex. Mm-hmm. Booker gets up and pulls out High End's leg and then holds it down from, uh, like, as he's beneath the, uh, the apron. So the ref can't see it. Mm-hmm. And Promise pins her and wins. Yeah, this was interesting. High End is shocked. The crowd is pissed. I'm just shocked that they, they ended the tournament like that. So I, 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 was, like, I, I was, I was, I was prepared for it to end like that. I, I, I was about to say, yeah. Booker, Booker T kept kind of, like, teasing he was going to get involved all match. Yeah, and especially since me- this tournament is honoring one of the best heel managers, Sherry Martell. Um, I would I was like, all right, you know, it makes sense that they'd have a heel manager fuck over the face. Mm-hmm. But then, mid-celebration, out comes Booker's wife, Charmel. Yep. Who hasn't been here, but according to commentary, basically throughout the beginning of this match, she hasn't been here due to traveling issues. Yeah. She gets into the ring. Booker's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And she accuses Booker of basically sabotaging her from being there. Because she he knows that she wouldn't be happy with this shit. So, 
dissatisfied with this bullshit ass finish, she restarts the match because she has the same power as him. And then she yep. tells him to get the fuck out of the outside because she's not having this shit anymore. Yeah, then so Booker, we have and we have a new match. Yeah, Booker like takes off his jacket. He's like, "What is this shit?" And Charles like, "Get the fuck out. Move. Goodbye." Waves as she's walking to the back. Match restarts. Promise nearly gets rolled up by high end because she's yelling at Charmel. I assume because basically Charmel just stole the win from her. Mm-hmm. So Promise almost gets rolled up, kicks out, super kicks high end in the face, goes for a suplex. High end counters it with a small package. Promise then kicks out, follows it up by running the ropes, ends up getting big booted in the face that nearly knocks her mouthpiece out. High end then hits her with a backbreaker after tossing her onto the mat. Uh, then she picks up uh, Promise, power bombs her. Kicks out of that. She goes for the kill. Goes for her uh, a double chicken wing face buster. She calls the beauty sleep. But Promise sees this and basically, like, while her feet are still on the floor, she runs towards the corner, leans forward, high end's face, right into the turnbuckle, breaks the hold. Promise then drives into the mat with a tornado DDT, but high end somehow kicks out of it. Mm-hmm. The two of them are basically running on all cylinders at this point. Yeah, these two are just throwing every move at each other. Absolutely pissed that this didn't get it. Takes out her mouthpiece. I assume talks some trash like, come on, bitch. I'm gonna fucking end you now. Goes to kick her in the fed. High end ducks it. Grabs her by both her arms. Quickly hits her with the beauty sleep. Picks up the win. Promise sells this beauty sleep like it was fucking death. She hit the mat. Her eyes went shut and she went to sleep. Yep. And the, and high end gets the one two three. I quite enjoyed this match. Mm-hmm. Me too. It was solid. Mm-hmm. I liked the restart. I thought that was. I, th- I thought. I thought them being like you know yeah travel issues the whole time. It's just like yeah that's a normal thing that happens in wrestling. No yeah. no no need to question it there. Yeah, exactly. And then like, she actually came out at the end. That was a good a good little swerve. When she came out, I was like Charmel. Mm-hmm. It's like hello. But at the same time, I like how they use the fact that, you know, Sherry Martell tournament, you could swerve the audience by saying, like, yeah, he'll finish makes sense, right? That yeah. Honors. I was like, fair, fair play. I thought this was a great moment for High End. I thought these two had a great match. Promise Braxton, great wrestler. I'd actually want to see uh, when a match with her when she isn't three matches deep into a card. Yeah. Because she performed really well, but I want to see her, like, at her, when Peak. she's, like, fresh, like, ready to go. Yep, I agree. I can see why Booker T, when he uh, called her out, said that she was the future, I think is how he described her, when she was on the outside. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. Mikey, Me as well. What would you give this match? Uh, I think I would give this match a high meh. I would personally. also give this match a high meh. This match was really solid. I really liked it. Um, I, lo- I love the ending. I thought it was sweet. The uh, t- Basically, they both won a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I should say it before I, before I forget to. Props high end as always. I think I've seen like every high end match I've seen, she's done great. Yeah. High end is a yeah. great wrestler. High end's a great wrestler, and I think um uh Promise also showed why Booker T picked her mm-hmm. for this tournament because she also was very good this match. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh that's our matches. Uh much better than being marred by audio issues and being tilted by them. <laughs> yeah, that was a bummer. It happens. Not all matches can be uh, a masterpiece or fun times uh-huh but you know it is what it is now let us get into our matches for next week yeah why don't we so next week 
We got a nice little rundown. Uh, Zach, I believe you picked the majority of the matches for next week, so why don't you tell the people what you brought to the table? I did. So, uh, I was in a big Maki Ito mood because Mikey had mentioned that he was thinking of putting a Maki Ito match, and I was like, well, I could probably find a Maki Ito match, only to find that Prestige Wrestling put out Maki Ito versus Miyu Yamashita. Yes, please. Yep. From Rosen 3 Night 2. Uh, two weeks ago. So we're watching that. I'm fucking pumped. I can't wait to see some Joshi Girl shit. I can't wait to see Maki Ito be Maki Ito again. And because I'm topical, uh, Will Ospreay and Nick Wayne just had a match that I've heard from many people was fucking awesome. Will put out a great tweet praising Nick Wayne. So I thought, let's see if we could find that match. Uh, I could only find the mirrored version online. That's most certainly going to die a horrible death in the Shadow Realm when when the uh, company that... Uh, I forgot where, where they lay, uh, where they uh, wrestle. They might have been Black Label from? Mm, probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will most certainly be sent to the Shadow Realm. So I found something unique-ish. I got Nick Wayne versus Lee Moriarty at a promotion we've never had. It is called Without a Cause Wrestling. Without a Cause Wrestling. Interesting. It's got a neat neon logo with like a bunch of colors to it. I like Very it. Very cool. I'm excited for that. The match has a... Uh, they don't have a lot of subscribers, but the match has got a couple thousand views, so I'm pretty excited. Nice. I am also excited to check it out. Uh, and Mikey, what did you bring? I brought to the table a, another match from our friends at Pro Wrestling Legacy. We are... We were, we, we've been mentioning... Every once in a while, we've been mentioning Table Fiesta and how they had that big pay-per-view event. And they uploaded the full thing to YouTube for free. So if you want to watch the whole event, go to Pro Wrestling Legacy's YouTube channel. But we are picking one match from Table Fiesta to look at, and it is the PWL Championship match between Cosmo Orion and Beast Boy. Ooh. Beast Boy I've never heard of, but Cosmo Orion always performs You know, from Teen Titans? I I had a feeling that was the case after the Ben 10 incident. (laughs) I was like, as good as that's from Teen Titans, isn't it? Which is fair play. Teen Titans is a top no, tier I show. Ten I don't know. If, I don't know if that's where the, it's probably where the gimmick comes from, but I don't want to make assumptions. Um, uh, if it is, ten out of ten. Great choice in cartoons. As a kid, that was like my like the gold standard for animated shows. Good choice. Yeah. So that's what we'll be checking out next week, and that just leaves us with the plugs. Uh. So, you should go check out the rest of the Countdown Network and all the shows on it, such as Ring Post Radio, How to Talk to Friends About Wrestling, Your Dose of Death, and so uh, Okada Shorts, and more. Uh, we have all kinds of wrestling content here on the Countdown Wrestling Network. So, go, if you if you have an interest in wrestling, we probably have a show for it. So, go check out the rest of the Countdown Network and follow the Countdown Network on Twitter, at Countout Pod, and you could follow Indie Waters on Twitter at Indie Waters as well. If you want to get the links to all of these matches that you can watch for yourself and uh, form your own opinions on, um, you could also we also on Twitter, uh, you know, shout out all the wrestlers in the matches. So if you want to follow them or anything, stuff like that. Uh, you could also follow the Countout Network on YouTube uh, if you go to YouTube.com/slash Countout Wrestling Pod. I think it's. I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's, it has a link, but if you go on YouTube and search up Countout Countout Wrestling, you'll find us. Um, you can follow us on Facebook as well. Countout. My God, I keep hiccuping. You can follow us on Facebook as well. Uh, Countout a Wrestling Podcast Network over there, um, and you can go check out our website countoutpod.com, where we have all sorts of information on the Countout Network, and where you can become a member and subscribe. And subscribe to our, uh, I, I believe someone in their Slack 
refer to it as our fake fake Treon, uh, which was really funny. Uh, for five dollars a month, you can jo- become a member of the Countout family and gain access to exclusive audios for members only. Uh, you should definitely do that because we have some awesome content in there for for our members. So go uh, go to our website countoutpod.com/slash/membership and sign up over there. You can also look at our, you can also check out our merch store at countoutpod.com/slash/store. Where we have all kinds of t-shirts and stuff over there for you to rep all of your favorite shows from the Countout Network. Uh, I believe that about does it for the plug. Zach, you got anything? Uh, as always, never for myself, uh, join the Countout Discord. Please, Ryan wants yes, that to I work keep so forget- well. Yes, I keep forgetting to plug the Countout Discord. Countout Discord, uh, I believe the link is on the Countout Twitter. And yes. if you and if you want the link, you can also DM either uh, us at Indie Waters or the Countout Network at Countout Pod. You can DM us on Twitter. We'll send you the link, uh, and you can hop right on in and join the join the Countout community. Uh, and and we have all kinds of channels over there. We have for for like almost like all of the big wrestling promotions. We have channels for. We have a video game channel. We have a D and D channel. Like we have a whole whole host of channels for all your different interests. Uh, if you want to come hang out over there and join up the Discord. Now I think that about does it for the plugs. Uh, so I, I think I just have one thing left to say here, and that is to remember there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present or future and you're probably wondering where you can go support us you can find your dose of death podcast on all major podcast platforms especially along with the count out network of podcasts and also you can support us on the count out patreon as we have exclusive content only on the patreon for all of our listeners we hope that you go listen to your dose of death podcast very soon and see you at the shows